For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Super excited for our guest today, Patrick Wicklander, a, uh, a pitcher in the Rays organization. How's it going, man? It's going pretty good. How about yourself? Man, I'm doing well. Can't complain. We had a little bit of uh, technical difficulties before we started this, but uh, <laughs> glad we're finally able to get going. And uh, it's it's about time. I feel like it's been a couple of months since I've been kind of chatting with you and stuff on like TikTok and uh, finally able to get you on the pod, man. A fellow Bay Area guy, too. Yeah, I mean, I see all your clips all over TikTok, <laughs> and like, I ruined with Reifert last year in oh, okay. Bowling Green, so... <clears throat> All right, so then so, we got yeah. we got to start with that. Then I mean, uh, what kind of roommate is Rifer? Because we talked to his uh, old roommate uh, Kobe White last last time we were on the pod. So uh, <laughs> give us some good Rifer stories. <laughs> I mean, Rifer and I are good buddies. Yeah, um, he showed up in Asheville last year on the road, and then he goes, "Yeah, I'm rooming with you." I was like, "All right, cool." So then we get back. Very simple guy. Let yeah, me tell you. yeah. He, I think he got the same order every time from this little bakery. <laughs> and he got back, hopped on PlayStation, just played yeah. that will be the show. Yep. And he, you can tell he's still like the little kid at heart. It's it's really cool. He's a really good, really good dude. I mean, Colby White, dude. Let me. That's that's a great dude. Yeah, no, he's cool people, and he, I think he's finally throwing again too. So it's good to see him back in action. I think. I think he is. Yeah, I mean, like I've I've had uh, I kind of joke around saying I might be like <clears> you know call me locked on Rays for a little bit because uh, I had so many different Rays guests on the pod and a couple of different them follow me and stuff. But uh, let's, let's talk about you and your story. Like how does your baseball story begin? Like when did you start playing baseball and kind of get us to kind of walk us through your baseball, uh, your baseball background. So what got me into baseball, believe it or not, was a pair of football cleats. Um, (laughs) Yeah. I was like four or five. I wanted them because they had like the sharks on the side. Yeah. And I don't know if you guys remember sports authority, but that's where they were at. And my grandma was like, she didn't know they were football cleats. She just saw the spikes on the bottom, thought they were baseball. Nice. So she was, she was saying like, I won't get them for you unless you play baseball. So I said, okay. And that's just kind of how it started. Yeah. Cause I was just like, my first sport was soccer. And like, I grew up playing both up until eighth grade was my last year of soccer. And that's when baseball really took over for me. But I mean, I played as much baseball as possible. Like, I joke around with my dad whenever I talk to him. Like, dude, I played way too much baseball. <laughs> I hired Pete at Sports Authority. Did they close down was, everywhere? Or is it was that just here? I think that was in Cal like in California, I know they closed down. Oh yeah. But after that I, I didn't see another one, so I was like Yeah, so I guess no Dix more in Florida is, either. No, I was like, I think Dix is taking over now or Academy. Yeah. Do you remember uh like Big Five? That was like the thing too in, in the Bay. Yeah. <laughs> Big Five was huge. I was like Every time we w- we went to this little sushi restaurant on Morgan yeah. Hill, and it was like a big five right next door. And so, like, we always went a little earlier because, like, me and my dad always walked around. Yeah. And so we're like, oh, this is cool. This is cool. Oh, yeah. All these gloves suck. <laughs> <laughs> dude, I used to my, – my, dad, my dad's so random. Like, he would go there for his shoes. And I'm like, dude, you know there's so oh, many God. other places you can buy shoes. But he's like, no, man. They got the shoes that I want at, at, at Big Five. And that was like – like, you couldn't change his mind. I think I top you on that one. My dad always got his shoes at Ross. <laughs> that's that's where I got my shoes. <laughs> that's where I got most of my cleats growing up because, like, I always had a bigger foot. And my dad was like, if you want to keep growing, I ain't spending $150 on a pair of cleats. I was like, all right, good point. <laughs> Ross was my first – my first uh, real job was at a Ross in, uh, in El Cerrito. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Like, it was the worst I, – I worked there for maybe, like, two months. It was probably the worst experience I've ever had. My first day on the job, I think I lost the company like 60 bucks. Like they didn't even teach me. They just threw me at the register and like, hey, start working. And there's lines. You know, Ross is like nonstop lines. At the end yeah. of the night, they're checking and counting the register. They're like, dude, you're short like 60 bucks. And I'm like, y'all didn't teach me. I'm just, <laughs> I'm flying by the seat of my pants here. I'm just, I'm swinging it. <laughs> 
But uh, so you you grew up in San Jose and stuff like that. Um, La Vic, have you had that? Oh yeah. So I went to Valley Christian. Yeah. And there was a La Vic right down the road. And so senior year, um, I had like an off period right after lunch. Mm-hmm. So I go uh, lunch would happen. I go off campus, go work out, <clears throat> and before I come back, I always stop at La Vic. The only the only damn part about it was that they were cash only. Yeah. So there's times where like I'm driving by and I'm like, damn, I don't have any cash. Yeah. So like every now and then I ask my mom or dad for like ten bucks in the morning before I <laughs> before I leave for school. I was like, hey, can I get ten bucks? Like for what? I'm like, love it. They're like, what the hell is that? I was like, the, well, the you just got you just got to try the best like, breakfast it? brie. Oh, it's a Mexican restaurant, but it had like the okay. best. It's like a hole in the wall. So one <clears throat> one's in a like a little house they converted it into <laughs> like a a store. Is that the one that you would go to? Uh, I would go to the one towards like the drive-ins on yeah. Monterey. Okay. okay. And it's like literally you you can't you like there's no drive-through. You have to walk up and order it. They make some like the burritos are huge. Like oh. you're not get, like it's like a double Chipotle burrito yeah. for like a, qu- a quarter of the price. Yep. And that sauce and it's I like, had. It's like fresh shrimp, fresh yeah. avocado, rice, sour yeah. cream. I'm like, dude, this is so good. <laughs> yeah they don't they don't got that around here yeah i was gonna say they don't got that here in wisconsin either man i i was just in california a couple months ago and like i loaded up on all the mexican food i could man they don't got that out here like like they do in california for sure yeah yeah no whenever i go back home it's always togos i oh, love togos. yes dude i never <laughs> I <know>. noticed <laughs> do they have togos in florida lane no i've never dude that's why i was like i'm a big food guy so like now i just want to go eat no. like no, like when Togo's, it's like, it's like three times the size of like a Jimmy John sandwich. Yeah, it's like Firehouse but yeah. cheaper. Yeah, with more options. Yeah, I'm that's there. like the best best way to describe it. All right, I know this is trying to kind of turn into a food podcast, but did you ever go to Premier Pizza in Santa Clara? Premier Pizza? Yeah, this is no, like the I best pizza high... I've ever had. I was a big high five guy. Man, okay, yeah. So, like the Silver Creek Sportsplex, I like grew up there. Yeah, that was actually my first job too, like first ever <laughs> job working in high school. They're like, "Hey, you're gonna go man the bouncy houses in the back." I said, "All right, cool." Jeez. So cool. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah. So obviously, you talk about your high school career and stuff. Um, you were one of the top, I think, the fifth ranked left hander in in California. How was it pitching in California? Because there's so much talent coming out of that state. Um, it was it was great, honestly. I mean, I grew up playing. Like, I grew up playing with and against Spencer Torkelson. Uh, yeah. Like, him and I are buddies. Like, we yeah. still, still text every now and then. Um, I played against Nick Madrigal, Dylan Carlson, Hunter Bishop, wow. Chris Bubik. Me and Bubik are actually buddies. Um, <clears throat> I'm trying to think. Like, Sean Dunstan Jr. came back one year. I think it was my senior year. He came back to BP. And he's just putting balls out right center of Valley. I'm like, dude, what? <laughs> Like, I'm just struggling to hit the ball 300 feet over yeah. the wall in left field. And he's over here just putting balls out oppo, no big deal. I'm like, all right, cool. <laughs> That's crazy. But, I'm, I mean, just the talent overall, it's, like, it's incredible. Um, P.D. Hoplin played at St. Francis. Oh, dude, my senior year, he he was a freshman. And, like, some se- we are playing in the WCAL semis at Santa Clara. And – he walks up. I throw. I throw a heater just just off the dish, and he umpire calls it a strike. And he's mad, like he is beyond pissed. And so I look at our catcher before our catcher even goes anything. I signal, "Here's a fastball." Same spot. Strike. <laughs> Doesn't swing. So I'm like, "All right, here we're going. We're doing it again." I signal. This is like in the second inning too. And I just throw, and he swings and misses, and he looks at me, and, I'm, and I just go palms up, like, he's going to call it, I'm going to take it. Yeah, what, <laughs> what are you going to do in that situation, but just keep going at it? Literally, that, like, that was the fun part about Cal- like, I, like California, like, high school ball, like, everyone kind of knew each other. Yeah. So it's like you always have those games within the game. Florida's pretty talented, too, but California's ridiculous. No, I mean, she's like Florida. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, spring training is in Florida. Like, we were in Port Charlotte. Oh yeah. But then the last year we were in Sarasota because the hurricane totally like torched yeah. our complex. Yeah. Like, torched yeah. it. 
Yeah, we didn't get hit too bad over here. I mean, it was bad, but not. It, it's hard to judge when you live here for 24 years and uh, yeah. see like 20 of them. It's like, yeah, that one was kind of weak, but it screwed us up. Yeah, no, we were, yeah, we were in Orlando. I'm like, well, this is weird, like being around like a lot of people because Port yeah. Charlotte, there's like very, there's like a small yeah. amount of people. But in Orlando, you got tourists, you got all these little kids. I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, this is a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Orlando's terrible. I, I avoid it at all costs. Yeah, I drove down to uh, Tropicana Field to watch a the game there. Uh, went to go see uh, Ryford, actually. He he wasn't pitching, but saw him. Uh, Andrew Gross, he was in there. He got to play a couple mm-hmm. or pitch a couple innings. Um, went out to eat with him and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, man, like the whole trip. I, I That was my first spring training game. And uh, it's funny because I was at the, uh, the Rays game, and, or Rays uh, spring training for the minor leaguers. And there was all these dudes with like the autograph guys. <laughs> Like mm-hmm. just binders and binders of like these autographs, and like I can just hear them talking, and they're like telling telling each other like, "Oh man, you haven't really you haven't done it right until you ask the wrong ask the guy for his name, and it turns out he's a, the wrong person or whatever." You know, like it's just like the dumbest thing. Like they're out there just con- they're just free balling it. Yeah, no. So in Bowling Green this year, like <clears throat> there's JJ Goss and Carson Williams on the roster too. Yeah, we, like those autograph guys we call them card sharks. Because they get yeah. cards, you're like, how the hell do you guys have these already? Yeah, yeah. Like they have my perfect game, like uh, national showcase card, like that I never got. I'm like, I don't even have these cards. <laughs> but like for the last month leading up until I got called up, they're like, JJ, JJ. I'm like, I not JJ. Just, and I'm like, I'm asking guys, like, do I look like JJ? Yeah. They're like, no. <laughs> yeah. Usually it's never the same, even features. No, like, I mean, then I was roommates with Menendez. Like, Menendez and I are good buddies. Yes, my boy. And uh, he was telling me the story about him in the fall league with him. And, like, people thought he was Jason Dominguez. I was like, <laughs> that's, like, no. Like, that's not it. <laughs> yeah. He was trying too hard at that point. Yeah. You know, he's he's cool people. He's been on the pod, too. Uh, he uh, He's telling me the story, um, how he, in uh, in college, um, he got on Sports Center because he like sl- he like chugged a water bottle, threw it down, and like bounced perfectly into the garbage can. And it was like on ESPN highlights and stuff like that. And he said that was like his little famous moment. Yeah, like in 21, we got drafted, and like he was telling us that story. We we're like, "No shot, you do that." And then yeah. he goes and he showed us the ESPN's like Sports Center, and I was like, "Dude, that was you." Yeah. Like, He's like, "Yeah." <laughs> Yeah, he was on Barstool Sports, he was on ESPN, and then he was like, I got like three followers out of it. So he's like, well. <laughs> That's tough. <laughs> he said he got no, he said he got millions of views, he got like no followers out of the thing. I'm like, dude, you got screwed over, man. That's, That's rough. Tough. That's rough. Yeah, but you got a ton of good people in the Rays work. But uh, let's go back into your 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 uh, baseball career and stuff. Like, obviously you, get, you go to um, Arkansas, but... Why not the Bay Area? Why not Cal, Stanford, uh, San Jose, like all the California colleges? Were they not reaching out to you? Um, San Jose didn't really reach out to me, believe it or not. Um, when the whole recruiting process started, my dad asked me, he goes, why, why not Stanford? And I'm like, quite honest with you, dude, do you think I could keep up academically at Stanford? Those grades are, man, they're tough. And, he, and he's like, you got a point there. Like my <laughs> point exactly. <laughs> I was like, I, I don't care. It's like, well, I, my freshman year, I was, I was in talks really deep with UCLA. Okay. Like TJ Bruce, love the guy. He's the hitting coach at TCU now. Um, but then he left, new guy came in, then all communication was cut. I was like, okay. Then I wanted to go, like, I wanted to go look at TCU. Mm-hmm. So then, um, what was it? I think it was like my sophomore year before I go out to Jupiter and uh, I go out to TC with one of my buddies and my now agent was like, Hey, come check out Dallas Baptist mm-hmm. after. So we're like, Oh, never heard of the school. Okay. Why not? And then like the pitching coach was there and like, we got to talk to him and everything. And like the pitching coach is Wes Johnson it was Wes Johnson at the time. He's now the head coach at Georgia. So I was like, I told my dad after we left the campus at DBU, I was like, dude, I like this campus. Like, I like it a lot. I like the pitching coach. 
I like what they what they do with arms. Like they're competitive year in and year out. Because like growing up, I never had like a dream school. Okay. Like I didn't like I never wanted to follow my parents like as like alumni or something like that. It was just like I just wanted to go play the best of the best. So like SEC was like the top of the top for me, but like no SEC school was reaching out. So, um. <clears throat> I go out to Jupiter. I have like the game of my life against like Florida travel ball. Yeah. I throw, I throw a no hitter against them. And nice. I, like, I think I topped like 93 or something like that. And Wes Johnson calls me and goes, Hey, we want to offer you. And I'm like, okay. And so I like, I was like, let me talk to my parents about it. And then like, I'll get back to you. He goes, okay. Okay. So I talked to my parents that night. I call him back and said, Hey, I'm, I won't go to com- commit to you guys. All right, cool. <laughs> like, <laughs> so he, like everyone's excited, this and that. But then uh, he leaves. I think my junior year, and I'm like, okay, I'm not really sure like what to do really. So then junior year goes around, senior rolls around. Wes Johnson is at Arkansas, and he calls me. He goes, hey, do you you want to be a hog? I'm like, all right, I got two questions. Like one, like am I able to get in? And two, like, will I, like, is there, do you guys have like scholarship money left? Like it's going to be tough for me to just like walk on. He goes, give me five minutes. Five minutes later he calls back. He goes, yes to both. So I'm nice. like, <laughs> all right. I'm like, I'm like, coach. All right. This sound, I said, let me talk to, let me talk to my parents. Talk to my parents. A few days go by. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to, I'll commit to y'all. Like I was like the second to last player to commit in our class. And so like, that's how I, I committed without seeing the campus. Like I didn't know much about Arkansas at all, believe it or not. Like I bar- like that year I found out Andrew Benatendi came from Arkansas. Dallas Kaiko came from Arkansas. Like yeah. I barely knew any of that. But then I go on my official and I'm like, Fayetteville's freaking crazy. Like this is nuts. And like, I just, I just fell in love with it ever since. Like I spent my last two off seasons there working out. And it, was just, it was just like one of the best baseball experiences you can have. So obviously you're from the West and then you go straight to the South. I mean, it's a completely different dynamic. How was the switch up there? It wasn't as bad as people like assume. Yeah. Because for me, it's like I, in high school, I talked to everybody. Like I was, I was friends with like the people, the nerds, as you could say, the band yeah. people, the band geeks, the athletes. Like, I did, I hung out with them all. So, like, going to college, it was just, like, the the dynamic and everything. I mean, I just I just fit right in. Yeah. So, uh, I always hear SEC ball. There's nothing like it. I'm a big SEC fan because down here in Florida, obviously. So, mm-hmm. um, being that you played – in the SEC, and obviously you play out of conference games. Is it the superior college baseball conference? Oh, without a doubt. Like, like you see, like University of Southern Miss in Tennessee. Yeah. Like you see that, and you're like, Tennessee hands down should just go. Like Southern Miss, I like should go O two barbecue, but no, it's like Tennessee is just like they're kind of hurting themselves a little bit. Yeah, and then and then like as fun as like the Oral Roberts and Oregon and Oregon Super is to watch, like that's like that's fun baseball to watch. But it's like there's nothing better than watching like Ole Miss and Mississippi State duke it out. Yeah, like because I've been on that side of the regional in nineteen when this it was us and Ole Miss and in our Super the scores were outrageous. The first game was like sixteen to two, Jeez. then they beat us fifteen to four. And the third game, it was like 16 to five or something like that. And I'm just like, oh my God. Yeah. Like, this is nuts. <laughs> That's what I hear is SEC balls. That's where it's at. I mean, watching it, you can see it. You can see the difference, but it's just, it, it's just, you get a big leaguer every night. Like, yeah. in, in 19, like, like, we faced Garrett Crochet, who didn't throw a pitch below 97 yeah. till, the, till the seventh inning. In twenty one our in our in twenty one our regional we had Nick Lodolo and Andrew Vaughn. Over at Cal, we, right? Yeah, yeah. We, and like Lodolo throws a two seam up and into Kerstad and Kerstad makes a, like 
or no, was it was it nineteen? No, yeah, it was twenty one. No, so my bad. It was nineteen. Yeah, nineteen. Yeah, because Lodolo throws a two seam up and then Kurstad takes a like a bad swing, like the worst swing I've ever seen him take. And it was just ninety seven, and I'm just like, that's a big leaguer. Yeah. yeah. That's a damn big leaguer out there. <laughs> now look at him. Like, well, all right, boys, let's ride. <laughs> Who was uh? What was the your favorite team to pitch against? Maybe uh, the fans were a little extra cocky, um, a little a couple extra chirps from the fans and all that, and you just couldn't wait to shove against them. Mississippi State. <laughs> I, funny, funny story about that. In twenty one, like great fan base, great stadium, great environment. Nothing but love and respect for him. But in some, like in 21, before all my starts, like I'd go out and shag a little bit, you know, just kind of move around. And there's some fans in right center field. They're like, are you, you Wicklander? I was like, yeah. They're like, good luck tonight. You ain't going to last more than an inning against us. It's like, I'll see you boys out here tomorrow. I go out, I throw like five, five innings, one run ball. We ended up winning like four to one or something like that. And the next day I'm out there, I'm like, what do you guys got for me? They're like, all right, you, you, you kind of shoved it against us. Like, <laughs> like, I appreciate it. They're like, do you want a hamburger or a hot dog? <laughs> <laughs> like, nothing but great fans at Mississippi State. Like, you guys see what they do for, like, other yeah. Yeah. For other teams when they come in. Like, great environment, great team. Like, nothing but love for, like, the maroon and white. Nothing but love for them. I was going to ask you. Uh, I don't know if you saw. Obviously, you probably did see if you in the media at all. The uh, Quinn Matthews for Sanford that threw 156 last night. Yeah. Obviously, people got their own opinions on it. But being that you've made the World Series run, you've made the Omaha run, you've done it with these guys that you've been grinding it out all year long. Like this is what kids go to school to do. Like that's why yeah. people do that. So people turn down draft day offers out of high school to go do this stuff. It obviously means more. So what are your thoughts on it? I get both sides of it. Yeah. Because, um, like, a bunch of my buddies are at Stanford, too. But at the end of the day, it's like, I get what you're trying to do. I get the, but also the situation didn't necessarily call for it. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, 16 punch outs against a, a Big 12 team yeah. in Texas. Like, all right, cool. Like, I would want, like, don't get me wrong. If I'm in issues, yo, coach, don't pull the rock for me. Yeah. Like, but also, at the end of the day, you're up five runs yeah. in, the ni- in the ninth. Like, that's – Already at 136 going into it. Plus, or... however many other pitches he's throwing, like, in his other appearance. Because that's all – I saw, like, all the pitches added up. And I'm like – I think it was so 353 crazy. in nine days or, or five days or something like that or something dumb like, like that. Like, big leaguers don't even do that. No. no. I mean, in the regional, he threw 117. Then two days later, came back and threw, like, 64. And then he said he's ready to go again if they need him. Yeah. Oh, my God. I mean, hey, everyone has their own thing, but. I don't know about going again, but, I mean, 156, do what you got to do, but I don't know about two days in a row. That's awesome. I was like, dude, two days in a row, like 156, like, good luck lifting your arm tomorrow, bud. I I mean, maybe you throw 85 and come back and throw 20 more. Maybe. Yeah, different, different different story. Like I did that in twenty one. In twenty one, I went out through six six innings, and then the Hobbs comes to me. Goes, "Hey, you going to be ready by Sunday if we need you?" So yeah, just let me know and I'll be ready. Yeah. And I come out and throw nine nine more pitches. I was like, okay. I think I remember that. Yeah, like that's fine. But I was like, I saw like all the numbers out of. Then you had the warm up pitches. You had it in between innings. Yeah. I'm like, dude, like, kudos to lot. you for your. Yeah, it's it's a lot. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like I don't think I've ever thrown that much in a game. Jeez. What was your uh your favorite your favorite college environment or favorite college moment um that you had in your time in uh in our, at Arkansas? Um I would say coolest moment would be going to Omaha my freshman year. Like that's like everyone's dream hands on like I'm mm-hmm. lucky enough to experience it my freshman year. I would say the coolest moment would be the Charlie Welch home run in the regionals in twenty one against Nebraska. Um, that like I was in the bullpen with Nolan because our pitching coach Hawes was like, Hey, like, go down if we need you. We need you. So, like, okay, I'm down there with Nolan. 
uh, the guy throws a pass ball. We're like, oh, my God, are we actually about to do this? Next pitch, Welch hits it. We look up. Place just erupts. I can't like I am less than two feet away from Connor on the on like the in the bullpen. I'm like I can't hear you. <laughs> like that is hands down probably one of the coolest experiences like I've ever been a part of. Like even former like Hogs players that like played a while ago. They're like that was the loudest I've ever heard Bob Walker. And Jeez. they that's coming from guys who were on the same team with James McCann hit the walk off against LSU. Arkansas shows out for baseball from what I've seen. Dude, the re- the Super in 21, <clears throat> like we won the regional, and the way the stadium sets up, it's like you have the hog pen in left field, the gates are over there, and then you have the gates that go all the way around, and like the, there's a restaurant in right field, like past right field. We won the regional. People were setting up all the way past the restaurant for the Super <laughs> the next week. Oh, my God. I was like, Wow, <laughs> you won't get that. You won't get that in the Pac-12. No, you won't. You're like what you see at Stanford is the most they've probably gone in three years. Yeah, yeah. How was it being uh, tweeted at by uh, the pitching ninja when you were in college? That was dope. Like, cause that was when, like that was when like he was so like on the up and coming, and yeah. he was like trending upwards really quick. And that was like that was my best pitching performance at Arkansas. Believe it or not, eleven punches against Florida. And it was like on my fourth best pitch too. <laughs> so I was like, okay, this is kind of cool. Yeah. Like, this is really cool. Do you ever uh, pitch now or even since then you're like, man, you throw a pitch you're like, yeah, this is going to end up on pitching ninja. Oh, dude. I had one last year against Rome in like at Rome. I threw a, a heater guy just, it was running up and in on him. On, it was a lefty. He swung and missed, and it hit him, like, in the shoulder for a punch out. Yeah. And I'm just like, please tell me, some, like, someone got that on camera. Like, please tell yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> because that's a first. Yeah. Did did he end up tweeting that or no? Sadly, no. I don't think so. <laughs> it would have been dope, but no. Um, so you you go through a life changing experience while you're in college. Um, obviously, um, it's kind of well documented and stuff like that. Um, what how how was going through that, and how, and how has that changed maybe your aspect on like the mental side of baseball? Um, and any advice for young athletes or even fellow like minor leaguers on like the mental side? Yeah, I mean for for the podcast, like I'm a type one diabetic. Found out during the COVID shutdown, just over three years being diagnosed. Um. Finding out about it, I mean, when the doctor goes, like, hey, if you didn't come in today, you're dead. Yeah, it didn't really hit me. It didn't really hit me until, like, I got back to the field because I was still in Fayetteville when it happened. And uh, I got to the field, like, was trying to set up a plan with our pitching coach and, like, trainer, like, because it was our trainer's first time dealing with this, and our pitching coach was like, hey, we we want you to throw, like, we want you to build back up. I was like, okay, that's fine. Like, I'm try- I want to get with you to figure that, this out. And so we do all of that, and uh, it didn't really hit me at all until, like, I go back home for, like, a week or two, I come back, and, like, I'm throwing, and I'm throwing live, like, right before, like, the end of summer, right before school picks up. And I'm throwing live to a few guys, and I'm, like, I'm sitting 92, 94. I was, like, this is the best I felt, like, I've ever felt. And our, like – we go over all the data and stuff and our patient comes like good job and it calls me. I'm playing I'm I think I'm playing Fortnite excuse me, or Call of Duty with my buddies. And so like I mute my mic and he calls me, he goes, Dude, I'm so freaking proud of you and happy for you. And it didn't hit me until he said that. Like I'm over here tearing up, like I say thank you. And like I he goes he goes, enjoy like the like this week off, like don't do anything. I'll see you like, in two weeks. I said, okay. Put the mic back on there. I was like, are you good? Like, uh, I'll explain later, voice. <laughs> <laughs> but kind of like taking that aspect is like, like, yeah, I was on my literal deathbed, but it kind of forced me to pay more attention, not just to baseball, but how I prepare, how I and like anticipate. Like, I rather, I'm rather, I'm pre, like, I'm proactive instead of reactive now. Mm. And now, like, just on the ball field, it's like, okay, yeah, I have a bad outing, but it's like, there's worse things in the world that could happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Literally. Like, it's li- this game, it's, it's a literal game. 
Like, I think two weeks ago, I had outing where I got tacked for nine. And I'm like, I mean, it could be worse, but it is what it is. You get ready for the next one. But it just kind of, it just kind of like had me more laser focused a lot longer and paying it more attention to like how I take care of my body, how I go about my business and like just how I go about like my mental game plan. Like it just forces you to t- like, it forces me, it forces me to take care of like the little things that no one would really think about. So obviously you dealt in high school, you dealt at Arkansas, had a good career. When did you kind of figure out like, Hey, this this pro thing might become a reality is it something you've always just known or like you weren't going to stop until you got I mean, there kind i mean as a kid that. as a kid i was like i want to be a major league baseball player like yeah like yeah yeah it's just it doesn't hit you until it didn't really hit me until my junior year when they're like hey you're you're starting on friday nights in the sec like like everyone knows like that's the dude yeah like that's like that's your guy and then I'm going to get going up against Kumar in the SEC tournament. It's like I'm I'm in front of all the right people. Yeah, yeah. So then, I mean, I wasn't like a first round pick. I was an eighth round pick, and I get to I get to the facility. I start throwing. I'm facing hitters for the first time. Um, the first three guys I face are Marcelo Meyer, Nico Cavadas, and ugh, who else? It was like one of the or Tyler Miller from Auburn. Like you guys, first round pick mm-hmm. yeah. guy who hits a 500 foot nuke off Landon Sims in Mississippi, and then Tyler Miller, who was the first baseman in Auburn that year. I'm like, all right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm like, oh, like this is like a real thing. And yeah. I think I go, I think I go one, two, three. I punch out Cavadas, and I'm like, all right, like I could do this. Yeah, like I could do this, and. I get into pro, like I get into my first full season last year, and like I'm just throwing like I was 75 percent heaters in low A, and I'm like, I go all right, cool, like I can do this, and I get sent up to high A. I face Oscar Colas and Winston Salem, who's up with the White Sox mm-hmm. this year, and I'm just like, oh crap, like I'm, I'm a little fish in a big pond now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. <clears throat> Like then double like I get to double A. My first outing is against Biloxi and Jackson Cheerio with the Brewers. Yep, like yep. he's like the third ba- third hitter I face. He's a stud. And I'm just dude, yeah, dude could swing it. And I'm just like I I punch him out and I'm like alright, like, all right, like I could do this. Like yeah. it's just, it's just like one of those things, it's like you see all these people on like social media, you see them on the news, you see them on MLB and it's like I'm fa- like I am sixty feet sixty sixty feet six inches away from you now. Yeah, going head to head. Yeah, and like I play with Junior Cavanero. Let me tell you, you want to talk about a stud? <laughs> but it's just like you see all these you see all this talent, and it's just like it's crazy to be like I'm playing with all this, but I'm also not too far away. Yeah. Did Did you play with the guy that traded uh, for Junior Cavanero? No, we faced him in Biloxi. Did you? <laughs> we did, and I think we we got five off of him, something like that. Yeah, he's from the same place we are. He went to my fiance's high school, actually. Really? Yeah, so we played him in high school all the time. Yeah, dude wasn't bad. I was like, we got junior no, he, he for was this good. We got junior for this guy? Yeah. I was like, what? Yeah. Um, uh, speaking of the minor leagues and stuff, um, do you have any like interesting or funny, uh, minor league stories? I love talking to guys about their time in the minors, um, even just to highlight the stories, um, funny, although in a sad way, um, do you have any like humorous, uh, minor league stories where there's crappy buses, uh, crappy motels or anything like that? Um, the bus trips in Bowling Green suck because like the, the shortest ones of Rome Georgia, which is like four and a half, five. But even after that, it's like six hours plus everywhere you go. But the worst was last year in the championship series against Bowling Green. We're fa- we're playing Aberdeen. So, like, the first game is at our place at, like, 11 o'clock first pitch because both teams got to bus back to Aberdeen after the game. And that's, like, an 11-plus hour drive. Like, we're like, damn, okay. But 
Let's play the game. Both teams are packed. Aberdeen hits the road like an hour after last after last bid. We're we're like all ready, and then our manager goes, "Hey boys, sit tight. Um, we can't leave till like five or six tonight." <laughs> we're like, "What? We're like, what? Why?" They're like, "We were waiting on the second bus driver." I'm like, oh my god! Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> like we we weren't we weren't ready for this bus ride in the first place, but now we got to do this. Wait and then do it through the night. Yeah, so we get we get to Aberdeen at like five or six in the morning. I text my fiance. I was like, "Hey, we just got in. Like, I'm going to sleep, so don't like don't bother me." <laughs> and I think I woke up at like two or three the next day, and I'm like, "What time is it?" <laughs> it was just like so like it was so long such a long day week whatever you want to call it but like we ended up winning the championship and then it's like midnight on the last day like everyone's either buzzed or drunk off like champagne and beer <laughs> and so we're like oh my god we gotta drive back and so that just like killed everyone's mood <laughs> and so, but like after that like we got back to bowling green at like eight in the morning <clears throat> I take a quick shower in the locker room, change, and I haul ass back to Fayetteville. <laughs> That's like another eight-hour drive. I do laundry. I pack up. The next day, me and my fiance go down to Dallas to watch the A&M Arkansas football game. <laughs> so I have been in like five or six different states within the span of like three days. Jeez. <laughs> so obviously that's a tough travel day. I always ask this to everybody we have on. For long days like that, you know you're gonna have a, a long trip coming up. What are you go to the gas station? What are like some essentials you need for that long road trip? Ooh, essentials are definitely like the nerds gummy clusters. Yes, yeah. Like I am, like I am on that kick. <clears throat> that oh, we need a water just to stay hydrated. Any kind of water. I'm more like liquid death or like essential gotcha. or essential water. But then the other one, I would say you gotta go like a soda. Yeah. Like I go Mountain Dew. Okay. Yeah. I go Mountain Dew, but then like a good, like a close second is like salt and vinegar chips for me. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's solid. Those, those are like my four like go to. Do you have any uh, funny like fan interactions or like weird things that they've asked you to autograph or um, any like? Because we talked to uh, Kobe White last time, and he said that there was a dude in the bullpen who literally uh, took a dump in the bullpen because he didn't have time to go anywhere, um, which is crazy enough. I think that's the wildest story I've ever heard on the podcast. But do you have any like funny like fan interactions? Um, two days ago, I sent a croc. That was like the funniest one, and then I noticed I wasn't the only signature. <laughs> and it was, it was it was Mason Montgomery, so I go to him. I was like, "Did you did you just sign that crop too?" He goes, "Yeah, weird." They had to sign a prosthetic leg <laughs> that we had. Oh, um, was yeah, Bradshaw. Dude, that was Davis. Yeah, Davis Bradshaw. They gave him a prosthetic leg or prosthetic arm or something, and said, "Could you sign this?" <laughs> no. Then another one was it was Lashing Greenville. It was me, Workman, and Vernon. We had a lightning delay. And so, like, the way Greenville set up is that you have to walk across the field, go to the other side of the stadium, and go to the locker room. So we're like, you know, we'll just hang out here for 30 minutes. We're like, dude, we're hungry. And these kids are like, hey, ball, ball, ball. So we go to this one kid. We're like, hey, if you get us three hot dogs, we'll, get, we'll, like, we'll take care of you. Like, we'll give you, like, multiple baseballs. We'll make sure guys sign it. Hell, like, hell, we might even give you one of the broken bats that's in the garbage. <laughs> And like thinking, like no shot, this kid goes up. Yeah. Like, because his parents are like, "Hey, mom, can I? no?" We watch this kid go over and ask his mom for money for three hot dogs. Jeez. She, so, but we couldn't get three, so she only got a, got us one. So we had to split it. So we each gave him like we each gave him a baseball. We had a lot of the guys sign it, and we're like, "Wow!" Like you hear all these stories, and like we just became one of those stories. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Logan Workman, I've had him on too. Uh, he told me that he, I can't remember who it was who was with him, but it was like one of those signing booths at the the stadium. 
And uh, one of the three, two that were with him, they asked him to sign the ball as Bryce Harper. <laughs> and the dude looked at him like, you know, I'm not Bryce Harper. He's like, yeah, just just sign Bryce Harper for me. I think he told us that story. We're like, huh? Yeah, no. God, Workman did. Workman, like, love Workman. Love him. Yeah, no, he's good people too, for sure. Obviously, a lot of these minor league cities you're playing in don't have like big league teams, and these mm-hmm. fans, that's all they have as far as pro sports go, and they go mm-hmm. crazy for them. Like, what's your favorite city or stadium that you've played in in the minors? Charleston was really cool. Like, yeah, they, they pack out. Like, they really pack out. Um, playing in Myrtle Beach was cool too. Cool little area. Um, Pensacola actually gets like really good fans. I was surprised by that. Mm-hmm. I was surprised by that since they're like right on the water. So I would say like those three are like up there for me. What about like fan chirps? Have you heard any good ones? Um. Oh, <laughs> this was our last home series. Um. I'm so like in between innings. Like if I know I'm going to throw that day, I sit in the bullpen. And uh, I was warming up our center fielder. And like there's like this like 12, 12, 13 new baseball team. To like twenty two, you mic'd up, and it's it's my pump on my belt. <laughs> they're like, are you mic'd up? I'm like, I'm a diabetic. <laughs> and they're like, oh, and they oh, get like God. they're like they just feel awful. I'm like, and so I walk back. They're like, we're so sorry. I'm like, dude, it's okay. I don't care. <laughs> I didn't hear what you said at first. And then you said. <laughs> Dude, oh. what is what is your best advice for kids who want to get a ball from you guys? Um, please, same please. That is hands down one of the best ones. Or you can, you gotta have like like I understand you're younger and like kids are like they just want a ball. I get that. Yeah, but it's like how to feel for way to come up mm-hmm. before games, after games, in between innings. Yeah. There is a very good chance you get a ball. Not when you're getting hot in the bullpen, ready to go into a three-two game with bases loaded and no outs. Yeah, it's not a good time to ask for a ball. Can you get a ball? No. Or just like if don't sit by the dugout, just yelling ball. Can we get a ball? Can we get a ball? Like you're more than likely you're not going to get a ball. <laughs> so you, you're obviously in the Rays uh, organization. Um, we asked this question last time to Kobe, but how's it like playing in an organization that's um, recognized for developing pitchers. Um, obviously, you get drafted as a pitcher. You, and I told uh, Rife for this. I texted him today. He got traded to the, the Rays. I'm like, dude, you got traded for a big leaguer to the Rays because they see something in you, and you're probably going to become elite. And he you know, he has sense. Um, but how is it playing for that kind of organization? It's really good because, like, on top of just, like, developing pitchers, like, it's a lot of really good people in the mm-hmm. organization too. Like, a lot of people that want you to get better, like, our whole staff here in Montgomery, like from players to personnel, it's like, hey, we want we want you guys to get to the big leagues. We want mm-hmm. like like other pitchers, it's like, hey, we want to get you in the big leagues. Like so we all help out each other. And I mean it's it's really cool to be around and see and be a part of. And it's just like it's cool to recognize it's like, okay, I'm I know I'm in good hands here. Yeah. 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 So I seen an interview with Glass now and he was talking about how like there's the culture from the top to bottom of the entire organization is it's so tight knit and everybody kind of knows everybody. And it's kind of like, it's more so everybody needs to get to the bigs, not just one of one or two of us. Like we're all in it together. That's pretty cool to yeah. like see yeah. it with you guys and talk about it with you guys. Cause you and Colby both said the same things. Like it's just, everybody's there to push you to do better. I mean, I'm sure every organization's like that, but I've heard more good things about the Rays organization than i have any other organization yeah like i mean i'll we'll, we'll mess around with colby it's like he throws this fastball and he's like dude i don't like my fastball today we're like well what are you throwing at he goes i'm like four to six we're like shut the hell up <laughs> some, some people would kill to sit that right now. <laughs> yeah yeah but then it's like dude we get it you have the best or we have the, you have the best fastball in the organization like Quit complaining. <laughs> but it's it's just really it's really cool to be a part of like this organization yeah. and just like what they stand for and everything. Like we could go you could go up and down the system and it's like the triple A guys don't big league the, the low A guys. Yeah. 
and stuff like that. Like last year, I knew some guys in Triple A, Double A, High A. So it's like getting to each um, level. It's 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 easier, I guess, to yeah. adjust because, like, for I was at a two week mini camp before spring training twenty one, and like I was roommates with Taj Bradley. Oh, nice! That was a yeah, drink. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you want to talk about like one of the most chill down to earth dude? Like he's one of them. Yeah, big fan of Bradley. Yeah, yeah you know, he's, I like him. Yeah, he's uh, yeah. Put in the word, man. I would love to get him on the pod. That'd be sick to have him on. <laughs> yeah, and like, you know, and going back to being like tight knit, it's like we one of our buddies got called up like two days ago, Jose Lopez to throw, and he was like, we we're watching the game, and it's like, oh, he's going into pitch, and like everyone's around a TV or an iPad, like watching him pitch. So it's like everyone's kind of pushing one another. So it's really cool to be a part, be a part of. That's awesome. I know you said. I mean, I should have circled back this at the very beginning. Obviously, you said you wanted to be a big leaguer from the time you could remember. Like, as soon as you picked up baseball, like, that was your dream. Did you have an inspiration behind it, like a player, favorite player, that, and why he was your favorite player? Um, I didn't have, like, a favorite player. Like, I, like, mimicked or anything like that. But, like, I wore 75 for Barry Zito. I love Barry Zito. then flipped it for 57 for Jonathan Sanchez when I couldn't get 75. I was actually supposed to go to the – the day the game he threw his no hitter against the Padres, I couldn't. I was kind of pissed about that. Yeah. <laughs> but like those were like the two guys I like grew up watching, like alongside with like Tim Lincecum and all them. Yeah, yeah. Back some in the like, old days. But like and like Tim Hudson in like what 2012. Yeah, and like yeah. full circle moment with him was like playing against Auburn in 21, yeah. and he was an assistant co- their pitching coach and I was like because me and Peyton Glavin will talk Tom's son and so like Tom Glavin and Peyton's and uh, Tom Hunt Tom Glavin and Tim Hudson are like buddies because obviously because they p- pitch together yeah and so like I was like talking to Peyton in the outfield before a game and like Tim Hudson comes up he's saying like hey good job last night and I was like I was kind of starstruck I was like I told him I said dude I went to as many Giants games in 2012 to watch you pitch <laughs> <laughs> so you're not an A's fan just, then? A's, A's games are fun to go yeah. to. A's, A's games were really fun to go to, especially when they were like playoff contenders. Oh, yeah. So fun. That's <laughs> what I've heard. Yeah, no, they Oakland is like, I mean, if you're, I, I grew up obviously the Bay, but so I grew up an A's fan, like diehard. He had season tickets since I was like a kid. Um, but like, yeah, when, when the A's are good, like there's no better like atmosphere, like the tailgates are sweet. Um, there's people going crazy, like in the, in the parking lot, it's, it's Bay area. So like you can get off the BART and like you just smell the weed just like hits you. (laughs) It's, it's insane. The environment there. I tell people this all the time. It's like Raiders fans and A's fans are the best people to tailgate with. (laughs) Like, but you get, you get to like Niners games or like Giants games. It's like. Oh, I'm just gonna go to the stadium because, like, because or, Oracle's like right next to downtown. Yeah, it's a different environment. So people just, yeah, people just come from downtown, walk up. It's like in Oakland, it's you got Oracle Arena, and then you got the A's yeah. slash Raiders. That was the Raiders Stadium. So it's like nothing but parking lot. So you get as many people as possible, as many barbecues, as many yeah. coolers full of beer, and they just go crazy. Yeah, no, that's crazy. Um, real quick before I wrap it up, um. Lane's engaged. I'm married. You're you're engaged now. Um, what was more like made you more yeah. nervous, uh, proposing or like your first like pro you know first your first pro debut? Proposing one hundred percent. Like there's no ifs ands or buts about that. Like I'm in the hotel getting ready. My hands are shaking. <laughs> pro debut. It's like okay, I will. I'm more than likely guaranteed to get another shot at this. <laughs> but like, but like pr- proposing, it's like there's always a chance of like, oh no, like yeah. she could always say no. Like, what do you do? If she says, what do you do? If she says no. Yeah. <laughs> like, what that's, do you do? That's crazy. Was it uh, go viral? Yeah, yeah. No, you you see these viral uh, YouTube videos where it's like the dude in the mall or the dude like at Disney World or whatever, and he's proposing, and the girl says no, and then he's like, all right. This is so awkward. I'm just gonna like slink away, and everyone just has their cameras on them. <laughs> yeah, no, like I would not thrive in that. I'd be like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm deleting all my socials. If you need me, you got my number. 
<laughs> you, um, like, was it, was she pretty surprised when she did that? Like when you proposed, like, was it like, how, how did it all go down? So I did it in Fayetteville cause it was like where we met. We did it like on the oldest building on campus. Um, it was like, I just like, I wanted to make sure she didn't know what day, like, okay. obviously like, Lynn, you probably, you, you guys probably speak for this from experience, but like, we are awful at keeping things sly. Yeah. yeah. No matter how much you think she, she, it's sly, it is not sly. <laughs> and so I was on the phone with her parents. I'm on the phone with my parents. I'm just like, I'm on the phone with her friends. I'm like, hey, as long as she doesn't know what day and time, we're fine. Like, but like day of leading into it, she's like, oh, I'm going to propose to you. Like, okay, that's fine. It's just like the l- week leading up to it. And so, like, my parents get, my parents flew out, that, like, for that whole week because, like, the Rangers Instructional League team was playing the Razorbacks, and my parents wanted to go watch that. So I was like, okay, cool. Just, like, it was, like, two days before I was I'm proposing. I was like, all right, come on out. <laughs> and that's what I use the ex- excuse as. And then, like, it was just, like, trying to get her parents to come into town for, like, an excuse to come in and stuff like that. So it was just, like, in my head, I'm like, Oh, you know what? I mean, pretty sly. And at the end, like after it all, she goes, "You weren't sly at all." <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, That's all right. that work for that. Just for just for them to know. It was it was just like the tough part was getting like a photographer and like a videographer to do it all. Yeah. So and my just, sister's like, in the bushes God. hiding. <laughs> <laughs> no, the thing I uh, the guy who did the videography, he does all the Arkansas basketball stuff, okay. and he, he's one of the buddies, one of my buddies, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm free." Just tell me when and where. What, what's your go-to? Obviously, again, you're from California. Got a lot of different dynamics out there. What's your go-to music choice? Like when you're just in the car oh. going home after the – because obviously you have a different playlist when you work out, I'm assuming. So what's like your in-the-car everyday playlist? And what you listen, what are you listening to? And then what do you listen to in the gym? Oh, that's like a tough one. Gym, I always go like punk rock, alt rock, like yeah. Linkin Park, Green Day, all that. But then – I kind of switch it up. Like I'll go like Red Dirt Country, like Cole Wetzel, Parker McCollum. Yeah. Next day it'll be like Future, Money Bag, <laughs> Gunna. Then one day it's like Mike, like Mike Stud. But, but I say I saw the the hat, the Stevenson Ranch hat. Yeah, I, I love Mike Stevens. Stud fan. Yeah, love the hat. And so like, but the driving every day, you never know what you're going to get with me. Yeah, <laughs> That's awesome. just a wide range. Literally, it's a very wide range. Like, I was working out the other day, and our trainer was like, I'm like, hey, you good with that country? He goes, yeah. And I switch it up to Weezer. He goes, what are you, like, what? And then next song is, like, Feature. And I'm like, yeah, I, I jumped, dude. Yeah. I jumped. Let's end on this. Um, what is something that you're grateful for? Um, we, I like asking uh, players this because it kind of gives you t- something to reflect on. And it also, uh, as fans, we can see that, you know, you're up here on a pedestal, but you're also kind of, grateful for the same things that we are kind of grateful for so what's something that you're grateful for i'm really grateful for like just life in general mm-hmm. i mean literally being on my deathbed to where i am now like baseball is a privilege every day is a privilege yeah so just i would say like to kind of narrow down i'm just grateful for each and every day because you never know what you're going to get and each day is a little different yeah that's, that was good. Couldn't say it any better than that. No. <laughs> I mean, it's the only way to live it. That's, that's exactly right. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.